This session of ADHD contains graphic descriptions of violence, gore, or sexual themes. Listener discretion is advised. And as always, we hope you enjoy. Welcome to Adventuring Dimwits and Hyperactive Dragons, aka ADHD and D, a real play tabletop podcast that uses D&D 5e to tell a story and mess around a bit. For this week, due to some scheduling issues, we were able we were unable to get an episode recorded and edited in time. So instead, we are filling this week with part one and two of Fjord's Late Fees, a side story where some of our characters from the text-based adventures that we do on Discord join up with one of Carson's very first characters in the world of Aemon to hunt down a late book taken from the library of Fjord's. We will be back on our regularly scheduled in two weeks. Hope you enjoy. Now recording. All right, I'm recording now as well. Well, now I'm recording as well. All right, listen. Do, do you have a uh, voice for Asteria, Jackie? Uh, not yet, but hold on, because I... Shit, all right, hold on. Ah! You're fine. Welcome to Adventuring Dimwits and Hyperactive Dragons, a.k.a. ADHD and D. Tonight, we have Carson playing Chris and Jackie playing Asteria. Or, yeah, I think Asteria is Asteria, yeah. I'm I'm sending a picture right now. Oh, nice. I doodled her. So did Zane. All right. Um, (laughs) (laughs) He did, yeah. Asteria is from Fjorbs, our text-based adventure. And Chris, uh, we've done, what, three Chris sessions at this point? Yeah, I think that's right. (laughs) It's been almost a year since we did Chris. Yeah. uh, The voice may waver a little bit. I think there may have actually been... Four Chris sessions. I like actually. No, no, there's okay. only three. Um, <laughs> you're 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 right. You're right. The adventures with Flint did take part in that uh, the second half of that third session. Yeah, there is the two where you were in Felinol still, and then you went to Elfstone and met up with Flint, and it was about halfway through. There is some common ground between Chris and Fjorbs, though, in that the people of Fjorbs have met Gunner. Yes. Yeah, Gunner is now a member there. He's a... I think I have him as a poltergeist, which yeah. is the second rank. So. And he works with Drox. Yeah, he now works with Drox in the library. <laughs> <laughs> oh, which he's actually going to be involved in this session, so that's... But luckily, Gunner is just m- my voice. <laughs> um, <laughs> like so many of my NPCs. <laughs> yeah, so my my idea was... That Asteria had a very low voice and spoke a little slower. Okay, cool. Not, like, obnoxiously slow, but... That's going to be fun, because if I remember Chris's voice, and depending on how Carson does it this time, she was a little bit higher. Oh, wow, you're so pretty. Oh, my gosh, what's that on your hip? Oh, you've got a rainbow rapier. That's so amazing. Yep, that's about right. Yeah. Uh (laughs) It'll be fun to see how this works, because my voice is naturally higher, and... It takes a lot for me to try to make it deeper. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I guess it just depends on how deep you want to go with mm-hmm. the stereo. So. How deep did Are Zane we... want to go with the stereo? I'm sorry. I don't even know. I don't even have context. <laughs> I just. <laughs> Love it. Um... <laughs> Very deep. All right. So we'll see what how this session. What I have no. Other than the basic premise, I don't have a lot of plans for the session, so I don't know where we're going to go. Um. Um, Jackie, just so you're aware, Chris, uh, I've already mentioned this, uh, is a College of Glamour bard. 
Uh, she is very mm -hmm. much. She'll fight if she absolutely has to, but she tries to be a non-combatant, tries to talk her way out of most situations or charm her way. Or um, if she really feels up against it, she has some like illusion spells that she'll use to try mm -hmm. to like sneak away and things like that. Not very aggro. That's so pretty great because Asteria is the literal opposite. She sucks talking to people. Her charisma is a negative one. So she fights all the way. Oh my gosh, I have an ability score improvement I haven't done. What am I going to do? I was going to get a feat, but I'll just put it into skills. Sorry, I just had a realization. You know what? No, you're fine. You know what? Fuck it, I'm bumping my charisma to 20. Damn. Oh <laughs> do it. You're a bard. You need that charisma. Right now, yeah. right now my performance rolls, I get to add plus 11 to. Whoa. Persuasion's plus 8. You get that expertise. Expertise in acrobatics and performance my persuasion is just a plus three from proficiency and a plus five from charisma mm. i'm kind of going through trying to find like if i have any notes okay i do have chris notes so many of my notes first session second session are like really detailed notes and then like after that it starts branching off to like uh this thing happened <laughs> uh and I was hoping I had a character sheet for Gunner, but I do not. So that's going to be kind of off the cuff as well. That's oh, fine. yeah, he hasn't done anything with any of the adventures in Fjords. Uh-uh. And he's a wizard slash ranger, so he's a mix. Oh, that's pretty cool. So we're, we're going to start this with... I'm going to... I'm still like pulling up stuff. I didn't have any time to prep because the way the kids were. Tonight, Why don't you so do like... that? Why don't you do that? Uh, Carson, tell like describe Chris for me. Okay. Yeah, you can do your character introduction. So Chris is she's um, a fairy. Um, she is from um, the island to the immediate west of Vindowin, um, where um, Thelenol is. She's on the western side of it where the fairies have been. Uh, she's from the western side of it where the fairies have been steadily trying to reverse the damage done by whatever disaster happened um, around the time of the Rising. They're steadily bringing that side of the island back to life. Uh, she, mm. she is 410. Uh, well, she's 22 years old. Uh, this is her first time in human civilization. She's, uh, I don't, we, we haven't really established a timeline um, as since the events um, of the last Chris session, but it's probably been um, a few months. Uh, she's just now entering society kind of for the first time. She's probably no more than half a year into experiencing civilized life. I mean, she'd never met a human or an elf. Or, well, she met a few elves that were wandering the woods, but uh, was mostly told to stay away. Uh, she is insatiably curious um, and... Um, a little mischievous, likes being the center of attention. Uh, when she performs as a bard, she mostly does like juggling. And um, Orion, if you'll allow, I'd actually like her to be um, the first character I have with Chakram because I think it'd be really cool to implement into her juggling routine as well. Um, those are the those are like the the yeah bladed bladed rings yeah um, yeah that's pretty cool I like that. And uh, but she's four uh, ten, uh, eighty eight pounds, um, very very slight. Um, her skin tone has like a very light pinkish hue to it. Uh, her eyes mm -hmm. are purple, like a light purple, not quite a lavender, but light purple with gold irises. Um, 
and she has chestnut hair with auburn natural auburn highlights in it she wears a lot of purple and gold uh and she has wings that she can unfold they actually unfold like a ladybug's wings there's like a almost like a shell membrane on her back that will raise up and her wings will come out from underneath it and they are translucent also very light pink purple and the um the like um veining i don't know if that's what they're called in in insect wings is like a uh, dusty brown um she has a um deep purple kind of like half cape that she wears on her on her back that covers up her her back and her flaps lifted up whenever she reveals her wings um she is mm-hmm. she loves to perform uh it is everything basically that she's she's done so far other than also meeting maybe the oldest character anybody's met in this world um on accident who's the oldest character uh sage park he is the head druid of the entire druid order of well northern vindowin for the most part oh chris just happened upon him uh and had a very fun conversation and made sure to tell him because she doesn't know it's impolite that he was very old in fact um (laughs) yeah she flew to the top of the druid skull and he was coming up and was like hey uh what you doing it was actually more like hey what are you doing (laughs) i think it was it was more like he walked up and almost ignored her at first yeah i think you're right (laughs) you you (laughs) definitely need to channel deckard kane's voice at some point in time for some character by the way i'll definitely try that we'll see um but uh yeah that's that's who chris is she is quite dexterous um even more charismatic and pretty good at everything else too except for strength pretty cool which makes sense yeah and then jackie you want to describe a yes please yeah i can do that Asteria is a shadar kai elf and mm-hmm. she is she was born in erewhon that's how I'm pronouncing it. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. Or how That's you're how envisioning it. Okay. That's how I pronounce it, so it's all good. Okay, cool. So she was born in Erewhon, and um, I don't. I feel like that's going to be a long-winded explanation, so I won't go through her background. Uh, I'll just describe what she looks like. She's 319 years old. Uh, she is 5'2", 110 pounds. Her eyes are jet black uh, like a sclera lens almost and her skin is pale but it's like ashen gray and her hair is like oil slick black and on the the right side of her head there's a band of silver hair I'll just I'm just sorry I was just read her description uh, she's short and curvy like a pear her jet black hair goes down past her tailbone and is usually worn in a high ponytail or twin tails she also has uh short bangs and then she has that silver strip on the right side of her head her facial her facial features are very sharp and somewhat scary especially with like her black eyes and i wrote despite this she is absolutely beautiful and her clothes are usually very form-fitting she doesn't really wear anything loose so that when she's fighting, nothing gets caught. And she tends to lean towards leather fabric. 
and she has a large tattoo. It spans from under her jaw to the center of her chest, and it's a tattoo of a large Nightwalker skull, and it's surrounded by hemlock hemlock flowers. Mm -hmm. But you can only really see it, like, peeking out from behind her shirt because she wears uh, very high neck shirts, like, uh, almost like those Victorian shirts that you see uh, a lot of, uh, goth. There's uh, a lot of goth subcultures that wear them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What, um, class? She's a Kensei monk. I'm oh, assuming oh, I'm that's, pronouncing that right. That's some dope shit. Gosh, <laughs> I do have a soft spot for monks. <laughs> I this, she was my first time ever playing a monk and I was very hesitant to but you can ask her and that fight in Fjorbs was so much fun like I it love was her. a lot of fun she she did like 60 damage to Laid she kept hitting him when he was using sheathing the sword so can say monks who flurry have to be able to deal out a good chunk of damage she uh she's blunt she walks really quietly so she tends to startle people and her only bond right now is zane but i don't know if that counts in this story uh she's very impatient and she's a masochist yeah well what with fjorbs being um kind of a floating ball of no time it kind of can be whenever you want it to be. You can say this happened before the events that are going on in Fjorbs, or we can even say it's during during those events. So that's kind of up to you. Yeah, I mean, it could be during, because what, what did you say in the text? You said something about her looking for a book for Drox? Uh, yeah, Gunner is looking for a book for Drox. So I guess it would technically make sense for him to be, it would, at least, like, at this point. Yeah. So, and he, they basically assigned Asteria to help him out because, you know, he can handle himself pretty well, but it's always a good idea to have a little bit of extra muscle when it comes to this type of thing. Mm-hmm. Oh, Carson, I did forget to mention she's neutral evil. Chris is chaotic neutral. Oh, it's going to be fun. <laughs> chaotic neutral. So we got a neutral good, chaotic neutral, and a neut- and you said a neutral evil? Neutral evil, yeah. I think that's what we settled on. Yeah, I think that makes the most sense. Because evil technically doesn't mean that they're a bad person, just that their priorities are kind of yeah, their she- own. Since she is a Shadar Kai and she's free from the Raven Queen, that's what she's like. That's her main goal is just to be free and to find the meaning of her tattoo. But other than that, yeah. And the only thing I forgot when planning this is <laughs> is Gunner's companion that you guys get to also deal with. Um, companion? Yeah. Um, Gunner has a... I'm trying to decide how truthful I want to be right now. Oh. What an odd thing to say. (laughs) (laughs) I won't tell anyone. Gunner is a Drake Warden Ranger, and he has a black Drake that he is bonded with. 
the only thing that is it the same one that sends high, hotline bling i'm sorry let's just move past that <laughs> I, I had to get it out i'm sorry no it's not that drake um the thing that makes it weird best way to put it is that it's not an actual drake it's a dragon oh okay Gunner w- had left Elfstone, and this is a few months after Chris would have been like had met him, and was traveling through the woods of the Twin Forest, and basically ended up having to run from a Venator, a T Rex, and in doing so, ended up finding a hurt black dragon that a Venator had torn out its wings. Oh, and so he basically helped nurse it back to health and everything. But it had taken a lot of damage, and so it can't fly, and instead of, like... And it looks like a drake more than a dragon because it has no wings, so they basically have pretended that he's his drake. So, I mean, I think for... As far as Fjords is concerned, a lot of people would know it's an actual dragon. But as far as most of the world goes, he... Because if you find out that it's an actual dragon without wings, who knows what people might do. Yeah. So, and that and that dragon is Rasp. Rasp. Yes. Rasp. Yes. A terrible name for me to try to say. So <clears throat> yeah, I'm not too. going to very often. <laughs> but he his name is Rasp, and he chose that after meeting Gunner, because the Venator did some major damage to his vocal cords, so he talks a little bit raspy. So, when he talks at all, he tries to say silence since he's supposed to be a drake and not a dragon, and drakes don't talk. I'm reading through the Kensei Monk page now just to see. Alright, so we're going to start this with Gunner and... Gunner and Asteria have been sent on a mission from Drox, basically. Hey, this guy borrowed a book a few years ago and has never returned it. I need this book. Go get it. You got it, boss. <laughs> <laughs> and so they left Fjorbs and are kind of looking for the last place this person was seen, which it's been a few years, so who knows. Um, and this place, I'm going to say, is just going to be a small village somewhere... Eh, I'm saying somewhere near Silverbane, maybe Dusttide area, but it's not like one of those big cities. The place is actually going to be called, and my generator says, Woodstock. Oh, really? Woodstock? <laughs> um, <laughs> okay. So Look, the- I'm just saying it makes a lot of sense that Chris is there. <laughs> <laughs> maybe you should have ch- sh- maybe you should have chosen rhubarb for this one, Jackie. Yeah, I probably um, <laughs> should have. That's okay. <laughs> uh, so the city of Woodstock. So Chris is there also. Hmm. So how do we want to do this? Uh, Chris is a traveling bard with Flint, her companion who... I don't know how to put it. Chris juggles, Flint plays an instrument, and sometimes sings, I think? I'm not quite sure if I remember how... If Flint sings or not. I'm not going to ask Brett. I don't care enough. Um, <laughs> I don't think he does, actually. Yeah, because, yeah, I don't think he does either. We'll just keep some of that out. Um, but Flint has a habit of 
sometimes just like being like, oh, I'll be right back to Chris and then coming back like three weeks later. So right now, Chris is in an inn in Woodstock, uh, probably trying to pay for her room and board by juggling in the like the common room and everything. Um, Chris can't play in any instruments. I know at the end of the last session, the stuff I remember from 12 months ago or whatever, she was, Flint had tried, was going to try to start convincing her to play an instrument possibly or learn an instrument. So I don't know if you want to play off that she might have started learning, but I'm assuming you're just going to be juggling, right? Um, yes, I haven't. I, I almost want to say Chris would end up playing something percussive. Mm, I, I think that makes sense. A tambourine. That's not bad. That's cute. You could even work it into the juggling act mm-hmm. that way, because you could be using the the symbols and stuff as you toss it into the air, or get two of them and juggle them with your other things. You could juggle even, them with with the chakram. I was gonna say if you wanted to make it a weird, I mean, we could probably figure out some sort of thing where the chakram are the symbol or the tambourines. Yeah, there's some kind of like um, edge guard she keeps them in typically, and she she has something she can stretch over them to actually make them tambourines as well. Yeah, that's that could be an interesting little thing. So as a as a bonus action, you can move remove the guard, and also they're just your your chakra, mm-hmm. or even like the way the tambourines look with like the the little metals, you know, just the little metal. I don't know if you want to call them symbols or whatever. The little ha- the little tiny things in them, those are all sharp themselves, and so when you throw it, it just tons of little tiny things slice into you. Um, <laughs> So, I mean, that's up to you, but I, I kind of like the vision of using your, your instrument as your weapon also, so. Yeah, I think that's really cool. Alright, so, Carson, why don't you make a performa- performance roll for me? <laughs> I keep using my mouse, Orion. I'm really sorry. I'm going to try to use the touchpad so that you don't hear the clicking in my audio. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, oh wow. wow. That's a nat 20. Plus 11? 31? Plus a 31. Man, Chris is just fucking... I think the whole entire tavern is just watching her. People are crying. <laughs> <laughs> it's beautiful. Like, people... The bartenders and the waitresses are all just standing around watching this. Nobody's moving. They're just amazed by the sight of Chris playing the tambourines and juggling them with whatever else she's able to do. If you want to describe it, Carson, go ahead. Uh, her wings are, you know, obviously out in a part of the act as well. Um, I think she actually has passed the tambourine off to somebody else after she got the beat started and asked them to keep the beat going on the tambourine. And she has some other chakram that she's actually juggling along with her uh, colored stones. And as she's tossing the chakram up into the air, she's uh, juggling the stones and actually going through the chakram as they're in midair and keeping everything rolling. Um, you know, going behind the back, under and over her wings, spinning around, uh, stomping to the beat of the tambourine the whole time. Just everybody else is joining in as well. Um, you know, hoot, hooting and hollering whenever she gets uh, uh, feels like it at, at especially um, climactic moments. Um, and catches six colored stones and two chakrams one after the other all at the end spinning the chakrams around her arms with three balls in her stones in either hand uh to finish the act and bows with a flourish someone in the crowd goes i love you (laughs) (laughs) and as she like in the last 
20 seconds of her show in walks Gunner and Asteria. They were told that there was like some information at this inn about their con- their their target or their <laughs> whatever you want to call it. Makes it sound like assassins if you call it their target, but you know. Asteria calls him her target. Yeah. <laughs> Gunner calls him what does Gunner call them? What do you call I was gonna say, what do you call people that go to the library? Just a member? <laughs> <laughs> a citizen? Yeah. I- <laughs> A, a tardy, a tardy, a tardy, I don't know, tardy returner. Um, there you go. <laughs> and so they walk in and see this display, like the last 30 seconds of it, and Gunner's eyes go to Chris, and a flash of recognition goes, and he, he turns toward Hysteria a little bit, he goes, I, I know that bard. Okay. <laughs> I love it. Um, because, yeah, I, I met her back, like, way before I even started traveling. It was back in Fel and all. She's a, she's a fairy bard. She's really good at that type of stuff. Huh. Maybe we should talk to her. She seems excessive. Well, maybe a little bit, I guess. I don't know. I, I, well, maybe we'll... I'll, I'd like to say hi, at least. You know, we can say hi to her. Hmm. That was a four perception. That was a two plus two perception to see if Chris noticed gunner in the crowd oh, yeah. chris is chris is like surrounded by people at this point like congratulating her and giving her tips and offering to buy her drinks and everything and she is accepting any gifts that anybody is trying to give her and she is drinking it all in <laughs> yeah just add like 30 gold pieces to your inventory just for like random tips and everything that people are handing off to you um so Gunner and Asteria walk to the bar, and, like, Gunner, like, sits with his back to the bar and is watching Chris interact with everybody, and then the bartender comes up to you, Asteria, and looks and goes, uh, what can I get you guys? Information. Uh, you want to drink with the information? No. Okay. That. Uh, Gunner, like, looks back and goes, I'd, I'd like a, a glass of wine, maybe white. All right, I'll get that for you. And he, the bartender walks away for a second and grabs a glass of white wine and then comes back. Um, what kind of information are you two looking for? Asteria looks at Gunner. <laughs> he goes, oh, uh, yeah. And he, he like swings around in his bar stool. Uh, we're looking for information on a certain subject. Uh, Tankerix? And the bartender kind of looks puzzled for a second and goes, I don't know anybody by the name of Tankerix. Gunner pauses. Hmm. Well, it might have been a few years ago. Uh, He's he's a gnome, uh, was carrying around a book probably about the same size as him. Might have claimed he was from Fjorbs, you know, the, the Adventurer's Guild. And he, like, leans forward and, like, blinks at him doesn't wink just blinks a few times the bartender i was hoping he was just like raising his eyebrows <laughs> that's what i was gonna go with and then i decided he just blinks like he's trying to <laughs> wink or like he he was trying to raise his eyebrows but instead of raising your eyebrows he like got confused and his his eyelids were what he was moving so he just blinked um oh uh, oh that that gnome. Oh, yeah. Uh, Tankerix. I, I didn't know his name. Yeah, he passed through here like a year ago. Had that massive book with him. 
carried it on and strapped to his back. Why? What do you, what do you want with him? We need that book. Oh. Uh so you're looking to see where he went? Yes. Gunner goes. Yeah, uh yeah, any type of help would be would be great. We'd be so grateful. We can meet, we can pay you for the information if you'd like. Right, this is official guild of business and he and this time he actually raises an eyebrow. Um <laughs> Well, the the only information I can give you uh is that he went yeah, he went east of here and was talking about something around Lake Pablo. Oh, well, that's very helpful. Thank you very much. Uh, is is that the fairy over there? The fae, is she your regular bard? The bartender looks at Chris from across the room and goes, Ah, she's been with us for like a week or so. She came in with a guy and then the guy just kind of upped and disappeared. So she's been hanging out around here. Oh, okay. A guy, huh? A guy, hmm. Chris, you're Chris. The crowd around you has kind of started to die around. People are going back to their tables and their drinks and everything. Um, what do you do after that? I mean, Chris was. I don't. She was told by several people they were going to buy her a drink. I don't know if those people went to the bar and came back with drinks, but uh, Chris would like to wet her whistle. Wet her whistle. I love that saying. I don't know why. It's <laughs> a good saying. Wet her whistle. Wet her whistle. She's got a little bit of a shimmer to her skin, working up, worked up a sweat in her performance a little bit, and um, approaches the bar with some of her freshly earned tips and puts a gold piece down and says, "Um, one of your, one of your fruit wines, please, if you don't mind." Gunner like leans toward her and goes, "I see you're still drinking fruit wines, hey Chris," and he grins real big at her. Chris is visibly taken aback when she hears Gunner's voice and immediately conjures the scent she remembers Gunner loving more than anything, the smell of old tomes. Yep. Um <laughs> uh, with Druidcraft and and it wafts through the room and uh she squeals, Oh my gosh, Gunner! Oh my gosh, I can't believe you're here. What have you been up to? I'm I'm so happy you're out of that tower and out and seeing the world. Isn't it amazing? This world is so amazing. Yeah, this world is awesome. I've been all over the place, and now I'm with a guild. Oh, I'm doing so much work. It's going to end up being Carson and I just gushing over each other as our characters. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's awesome. What are you doing? You're, are you still just going around trying to bard? Have you? What have you been doing since I last saw you? Yeah, you know, I had some... A little bit of trouble uh, finding my footing whenever I first, you know, came to the mainland here. But I, I ran into another bard who um, really seems to—he calls himself a. Uh, uh, do you remember if he called himself a prodigy? He did. It, he definitely yeah, it, did. I couldn't remember if it was that or virtuoso. Flint it is, might have been a. It might have been both, honestly. With Flint, he was a little bit cocky. Uh, <laughs> he, he, he likes to call himself um, a prodigy, a virtuoso, and, well, I have no reason to doubt him. He's really amazing. He's actually been teaching me to play a little bit. You, I don't, um, she pulls out her tambourines and, and shakes it and hits it a couple of times. Um, I, I don't know if you saw my whole performance, but I actually use these in them now. Oh, yeah, I saw that. That's awesome. Um, and she, Chris, looks at Asteria and... Um, smiles really big and says and uh who who's your friend here my word you are so pretty asteria she's one of the guild members with us we're part of we're part of fjorbs adventurers and more incorporated ever heard of us 
Um, Chris is going to roll history? <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Sure. Watch it be a nat 20. <laughs> I was going to say, she she hasn't m- had much experience in the world, so yeah, maybe she's I, heard I, stories about it's it. It's a 12 plus 113. That's not horrible. I think... I think Chris would have heard the name if not, like, knew anything specific, but definitely heard the name. Well, yeah, I think I've heard of the. I think I've heard of your guild. Um, it kind of seems like you guys are everywhere all at once. Yes, yeah, it's that's a, it's, true. Yeah, it's a pretty big guild, and he like looks at Asteria for a second and goes, "Yeah, uh, just a lot of members all over the place." It definitely seems like. Um, <clears throat> <clears throat> so, are you guys here on on guild business then? Yes. Yeah, we're. <laughs> I feel like I should just keep talking even when you do respond, yes, Jackie. You have just to. because Gunner is gonna talk over Aster- Gunner and Chris are gonna talk over you the whole time. <laughs> yeah, and Asteria is just gonna say what she needs to when she needs to because she doesn't yeah. care. <laughs> I love it. Alright. Alright. I'll I'll try I have a hard time like not stopping myself when someone else starts. Mm-hmm speaks so i'll try to keep that up um oh. yeah uh, we're on official guild business we're we're hunting down a a, a an individual an individual <laughs> we're hunting down an individual he's uh he's our he's target. got something of our yeah he's got something of ours it's he's got a book i mean it, you know it's just a book but still <laughs> of course you're looking for a book what else would you be looking for yeah, I I kind of am. I'm working under the the head librarian of the guild now, and I'm working with the books there a lot. I guess it's really not that much different than my other job. I was about to say. Yeah, are you, I mean, are you at least still hanging out with dragons? How's Onion doing? Oh, I, haven't oh, I guess seen, you don't know. Yeah, I haven't seen Onion in a while. I hope he's doing okay. Last I heard, he was moving to Elfstone to do some stuff there, but I don't know about that. Why well, not okay? Onion was so not nice. Elfstone. Shit, Silverbane. He was moving to Silverbane. That was it. Oh well. Um, <laughs> him and uh, him and Donald Key. They moved to Silverbane together. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I, I'm a, I'm not just a wizard anymore either, though. I, I've got a I'm a ranger, and I, I I've got a, a a companion Drake. You want to meet him? Um, of course. Oh, that's awesome. Hey, Asteria, you want to come with? And like, I mean, obviously we're gonna we gotta head east, but maybe we can introduce Chris to Rasp real quick. If we must. Okay. Yeah. Come on. Let's go. <laughs> oh my. So you guys walk outside. Chris. Chris stops to talk to a few people who are still trying to chatter up after her performance along the way. When that happens, I think Hysteria is going to not so subtly try to whisper to Gunner and say. She's wasting time. I, I, well, I mean, he's been, like, ahead of us for a year. It's not like we're going to catch up to him in Every a day. Every second counts. Hey, Chris, we're going to go outside, and as soon as you're ready to catch up to us, we're, we'll, we'll be out there. Um, Chris turns, whenever you, whenever Gunner speaks to her, Chris turns and looks at him and says, Oh, I'm sorry. I, sometimes I get caught up in the moment, you know. I, let's go, let's go. And she follows y'all outside. You go outside and... Tied up to a post is a large black drake. Nudge, nudge, wink, wink. Um, I heard the quote. Yeah, it's about the size of a horse, like probably a little bit shorter than a horse and a little bit longer, but 
Gunner and Gunner can ride him if he chooses to. So Gunner could actually hop on him and ride him like he's his horse type situation. Um, uh oh, he's gonna third glass into a cavalier fighter. <laughs> <laughs> he thought about it. No, Gunner is not that type of fighter. He's not a fighter fighter. As soon as Chris sees Rasp, she, her wings unfold again, and she actually flits over, uh, hovering up, you know, a foot off the ground, and starts just flying all around Rasp. Oh my, is this, this is your Drake? Yeah, this, this is Rasp. Rasp, you want to say hi? And Rasp, like, blows a bit of, like, hot air at Chris and just grunts. <laughs> then he flicks his tail and, like, kind of looks at Gunner, like, can we, oh, can can we go? <laughs> Asteria's just, <laughs> she's standing at, like, an awkwardly like an awkward distance where it's not close enough to be like hanging out with you, but it's not far enough to be like away. So she's kind of creeping and she's just staring. It's like 10 feet and she's like facing kind of not at them. So Mm -hmm. it looks like she could just be standing there. But at the same time, you're kind of like, is she with them? Mm -hmm. Uh, (laughs) And it goes, yeah, I I met Rasp. Oh, I don't know. It's been a few months now, a year. How? I, I don't know. It's been some sort of time couple years five uh, i don't know anyways um <clears throat> how long ago did i see you chris like a year ago six months yeah that, yeah that's about right yeah okay cool uh and he like looks at austeria kind of a little awkward like mm-hmm. um yeah so it's been great seeing you, you wouldn't want to like come along with us would you well where are you going i was hoping oh, you're gonna be staying in town i i i I'm I'm waiting for my companion here. Uh, he he always comes back. He disappears like this. He always comes back though. But, well, I mean, um, we could. We're just heading east for a little bit to look for this guy, and then if uh, you want to just tag along, we we could make sure you're back in a, a day or two, probably. Looks um, at Asteria, hopefully. <laughs> Chris also looks at Asteria and says, "Um, would that be okay with you?" I don't have enough information to give an answer to that. That's basically like her saying yes. Well, we could get going. I mean, it's 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 not too late. We could head out tonight and before the sun sets and get a an hour or two into travel. You want to do that? Yeah, I'd love to come with you guys. I just I, I need to pop back in here to the uh, to the inn and let leave the innkeeper a, a note so he can give it to Flint in case Flint comes back before I get back, just so he knows. Oh yeah, for um, sure, for sure, for sure, for sure. Um, so Chris runs back inside the inn and does so with the innkeeper and comes back out with all of her stuff. She's got her chakram and a couple of sheets on her. Um, they almost look like, um, just, they're just like little half pouches that she keeps on her hips that have her chakram in them. Um, and she has a, um, light crossbow on the small of her back as well. Um, and she's just, um, uh, Lightly layered in leather armor. Finally, let's move. Chris, gunner unties rasp. <laughs> Chris steps up beside Asterio and she/her pronouns Jackie. I'm sorry. Yes, correct. Uh, um, when she says that and says, uh, kind of adopts Asteria's um, mannerisms and says, "Finally," in a an attempt to <laughs> imitate. Gunner definitely laughs. Asteria looks at her with a straight face. I think Chris is just like brazenly grinning, like hoping to see some sign of approval because she would like to do that again in the future. 
Asteria doesn't say anything. She just stares at you. Chris nods. She's going to do it again. <laughs> Not right now, of course, but... Mm-hmm. All right, let's go. <laughs> so where are we going? Yeah, I we're, we're where headed, are we going? We're heading east. That's what we were told. Head east. Okay. Toward, uh, to Lake Pablo. Because that's like the one place that we go in every single freaking adventure these days. Um, yeah. <laughs> I don't know why you're saying it like that. You're the one who makes that decision. <laughs> Burn. <laughs> that is true. Um, <laughs> yeah, I could have been like, oh, we're over by Yarraway right now. and then, But that wouldn't have made sense for Chris. I was trying to pick like a good distance for Chris to have made it while not being too far. <laughs> and that just happens to be around the center where Lake Pablo is. Um, <laughs> Sounds like excuses to me. Try to tell him. You guys think I plan stuff out, you know? I'm just the DM here. I don't do anything. Though I do have to say, I just rolled on my random encounter table, um, and it's ironic what I got. Anyways, you guys head... You head east for a few hours, and then the sun sets, and you kind of camp out for the night. And you guys sit around the campfire, and Gunner and Chris, of course, talk each other's ears off about all their little adventures. Anything you want to say about what happened to you and Flint at this point becomes canon, so that's up to you, Carson. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah, we were at the court of Elfstone, and Flint's pants fell down around his pa- his ankles. It was funny. Um, <laughs> As a way of getting... What he wants from people? I'm learning a lot from him. Well, that... I, I mean, I guess that's good. That sounds a little bit... Uh, Sometimes it's not so good, but that's kind of fun, too. Yeah, I guess. That that sounds a little dangerous at times. Like, yeah, you're getting what you want, but what are you doing to get what you want? I don't know if that's safe. I mean, mostly just performing. Yeah, I guess. So, the next day, you start traveling along, and you come across a small village to the east of Woodstock, and this one is called Westlight. There's a little sign out front that says, Westlight, population 500. Come for the chicken, stay for the chicken. Gunner looks at the sign and goes, oh, that's interesting. How is I that guess interesting? Well, I mean, it, it, they, I don't know, don't you ever, like enter a town and just think it's interesting what they would put on a sign like what do they consider their biggest achievement so we're here at Westlight and it's like oh you you like your chicken here does that mean it's like fried chicken grilled chicken like what type of chicken is it chicken sandwiches Asterio walks into the town Gunner is writing in his notebook as he walks in and he like shows Chris a note about like the town Chris Chris is standing behind Asteria and says very quietly under her breath, no, and starts walking behind her. <laughs> I'm getting some major amethyst vibes. Um, <laughs> yeah, amethyst and uh, pearl, yeah. but but with Garnet's <laughs> demeanor. <laughs> yeah, kind of. Yeah, I like that a lot. Um, <laughs> especially since we watched the Steven Universe movie like 10 times this week. <laughs> okay, so you walk into town and... G- Gutter was going to show her a note, though, you said? He showed her a note just, like, with the information about the town that he had already written down. And, like, a little drawing of a chicken. Because he keeps notes on everything. I hope they don't have just chicken. I don't, you know, I don't, I don't like to eat chicken or, well, anything that was alive. Well, we're a lot closer to Lake Pablo now, so I'm sure they had fish. Oh, wait, that was alive. Um, oh, yeah, fruits and berries. They probably have fruits and berries. I mean, everywhere has fruits and berries. Don't you think, Asteria? 
Everywhere has fruits and berries, I think. I mean, if they no, don't have fruits, then they probably have bread. Well, what about bread? I mean, everybody has rolls and bread and things like that. Right? He makes a note in his book. <laughs> Find out if everywhere has bread. <laughs> yeah, I think Hysteria thinks about it for a moment, but doesn't answer and walks away. <laughs> what are we looking for in this place again? Um, they, The bartender just sent you here saying that the... The, what's his name? I already forgot his name. I forgot his name too. Damn it. I wrote down the name of the cities, but I forgot to write down the name of the dude. It was something it was something pretty nuts, too. Yeah, it was Tank- like I thought it Tankerix. was like Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Tankerix. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's Tanker and then IX at the end, so Tankerix and he's a gnome. Okay. I am trying to get better at keeping notes, so I have some notes already from this. Um. <laughs> okay, I get, uh, Asteria is going to look for a um, a tavern or an inn or a combination of the two. Yeah, there's a there's a a tavern slash inn. Literally, that's what the the generator called it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and it has a sign out that says Raoul's. Asteria is just going to walk in into Raoul's. Gunner follows her and like Chris as well. Oh, this is this is a decent establishment. I mean, uh, uh, oh look, they have mutton. I really like mutton. I wonder if they have chicken. It would be buck wild if they didn't. The bartender is standing there polishing a glass, and he looks up as you come in, but he doesn't say anything. Hmm. Asteria stands at the bar and stares at him. Chris he walks just... up beside Asteria. Asteria. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hey. <laughs> My name's Chris. What? Uh, I, I love your town here. Um, I'm a traveling bard. I was wondering if you need any performers. Don't got a lot of need for performers out here. Just keeps. I'm gonna guess your glass. name is John Wayne. No, um, it's Raul. That's the name of the establishment because it's my name. You know what? I should have guessed that. Um. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Well. Um. We're actually uh, only here. To, we're trying to gather some information um, about somebody who may have passed through here a little while ago. He spits into a spittoon to the side. All right, I might have that information. I might not. Chris looks at Asteria and over his shoulder at Gunner and says, um, "He was uh, a gnome uh, named Tankerix, and he would have had a really big book with him." A really big book, you say? How big are we talking? The size of the gnome. Well, some gnomes are taller than others. He was a small gnome with a very big book. Yeah, he I was... I mean, there uh... can't... Oh, very good. No, you you can go ahead, Chris. It's fine. Uh, there, there probably haven't been that many that have come through here. A, a gnome with a book around the size of himself? Well, you know... Some people come in with large books, some people don't. I don't ask questions, I don't care. Can I roll insight? Yeah, sure. I just mind my own business as best I can. Spit. Spit. (laughs) (laughs) Ba-ding! This time he spits into a second spittoon that's on the other side of him. Oh, that's a ten. (laughs) I fucking hate tens on insight rolls. Um... (laughs) 
You're not sure either way. You don't know if he's being honest. You don't know if he's not being honest. You're like, just, oh, okay. <laughs> Is there like a um, town like Busybody or Gossip who, I don't know, might remember somebody like this a little bit better? You could talk to my wife. Where's your wife? Honey! He yells to the back of the the, the uh, place. And out comes a pretty looking elf. <laughs> she comes out and smiles at the two of you the two the three of you whatever however many there are three how you doing darlings what can i help you with we need information oh well, what kind of information are you looking for they're looking for some gnome with large book spit oh no oh that was tankrix he came back through <laughs> here like a month or two ago Oh, yeah, he was a pretty all right gentleman, but that book was huge. I don't know why he was carrying it around with him Where so did much. He, go? he said something about heading south a little bit. Uh, said perfect. there was a. There was a. Yeah, it, it, I mean, that's perfect if you want to know that much. What more do you know? He. I mean, the only other thing I know is he said he was looking for a tree. A tree. Oh, yeah, I remember that tree. Said there was a tree he was looking for. Asteria looks at Gunner. Uh, are we talking like a big tree, a little tree, tall tree? What type of tree are we looking for? Oh, I don't remember. And then Gunner looks at his wife. Oh, um, hmm. Asteria folds her arms. She's getting impatient. This isn't them. This is me trying to get back to the right note page uh. I had. Um, <laughs> I think it's okay. Chris is- it can be them. <laughs> <laughs> I think Chris is kind of like bouncing on her toes at this point, also getting impatient. Raul speaks so slowly. <laughs> His wife doesn't, though. So that's all right, you know. His wife te- speaks pretty quickly. I got distracted. Oh, yeah. It was like a large maple, I think he said. It was not massive, but he said something about this tree had what he needed. Is that it? Yep, that's it. Asteria turns around and walks out. Gunner uh, puts down a gold coin on the, the, the bar and says, Thank you for the information. That was very great. Uh, thank you so much. And he like bows his way out of the place. Thank you so much. I love your inn slash tavern. <laughs> yep. It's honest living. Spit. Uh, <laughs> uh <laughs> Chris draws herself up and mimics his spit. And then follows Gunner out. Does she spit into a spittoon? No, she doesn't actually spit. She just mimics it. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was going to say, because I've got like five more spittoons set up around this bar that you, you could spit into if you needed to. Uh, that is revolting. And I say yep. that as somebody who constantly has to empty uh, trash barrels at work with people oh. spit at the bottom of them. God, it's the worst Gross. thing ever. Um, it, is, it is horrendous. So you guys head south. Right? That's where you're going to go? You're going to go south now, since that's yep. where they told you to go? Go yep, south? Yep, yep, okay. yep, 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 Let's yep. go south and try to find a specific maple tree. Yeah. <laughs> a very big yep. maple tree. So what's this book uh, that you guys are trying to find? What's it about? Do you think that has something to do with the maple tree that Tankerix was trying to find? Do we know what I the mean... book is? Sorry, Taco. I wasn't actually clicking for you. Um <laughs> <laughs> Um, I feel like 
I feel like Drox would have at least given Gunner the name mm-hmm. of the book. And it's just, it, it's just, um, hmm. <laughs> trying to decide if I want to come up with a silly name or a real name. Uh, <laughs> silly name, your silly names are the best. Oh, man. You say that and then I'm like, oh, can't come up with a silly name. Sorry, um, <laughs> I put you on the spot. <laughs> Fopper's Guide to Heads and Asses. <laughs> oh my um yeah gunner's like this i mean the name of the book isn't anything like amazing it's just some guy named fopper wrote a book about heads and asses i don't understand what it was about but drox is like really serious about us finding it so but as far as Drox is concerned, he it could be a children's book, and he just wants it back. I mean, that's all I know. Wow, it sounds like he loves books even more than you do. <laughs> I wouldn't say he loves them more than me. I would just say that he's very angry about people not returning books. Have you met a, Le- a Leonin, Chris? They're pretty crazy. Not like they're they're not like they are crazy, but like they're just really cool because they're basically a lion person, and that's awesome. Oh yes, I have. Oh, you have? Yeah, aren't they so cool? Especially like the males with their huge manes. Though I would say the females are usually the better fighters. They are really cool, and they actually um, a lot of them have a really cool sense of style too. I, I wouldn't. I don't know about that because Drox just wears pants and no shirt, like. All the time. That's just his style. So I don't know if you consider that cool or not. You guys are talking as you head south out of the town. <laughs> yeah, I figured as much. <laughs> or I should say, you guys. I say Gunner and Chris are talking, and Asteria is walking alongside. Toler- <laughs> yeah. Tolerating it. Yeah. <laughs> she's much. walking. She's walking alongside Rasp, and they're just both walking in silence together. <laughs> Rasp is like her spirit animal, and sometimes he probably would rather be with her than Gunner. Um, <laughs> he's like maintained silence almost this entire trip too. Like he hasn't said anything. He can, but he hasn't. Um, mostly because I don't want to do his voice. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you gave yourself quite the challenge with that one. Yeah, it's a fun voice. All right, I need you guys to make perception rolls. All righty. I ended up with a migraine after work, and I took a pill, which, of course, when I take migraine pills, they make me feel sick, and then they make me, like, snotty and, like, have a runny nose, so now mm-hmm. I feel sick. At least I don't have a migraine splitting my head apart, but... Yeah. <laughs> Six plus two, eight. It's a 13 for me. Not very good. Asteria. It's decent enough. You guys are traveling kind of, like, south away from Lake Pablo at this point, heading just through mostly plains and grass lands. There's some trees, but it's not like heavy forested areas. And then you you spot like a, a copse, uh, like a small wood. And inside that wood, you actually spot a larger than average tree kind of sitting in the middle of all of them. Chris does not spot this. And Gun- Gunner and Chris are just discussing things like, Talking a lot, and Gunner keeps looking at his book about the notes he's making for this thing, and then Asteria actually notices it. Okay, I think so. It's, sorry, he he still keeps copious notes and and drawings and everything. Oh yeah. Um, 
Chris has probably been pestering him on their travels to show him his journals and all the things he's drawn and seen and everything. And I take it from your weirdness earlier. I'm sorry. I'm so I have no context for Fjorbs, but um, it has some kind of weird time dilation thing. Yes. Fjorbs. Um, Fjorbs itself kind of exists out of time a little bit. Like you can go there from any time. And when you go on adventures from Fjorbs, it can be to any time, basically. There's some limits to it, like it can't actually go before the rising. Obviously, there's a weird time stop on the rising, so you can't go before that. But otherwise, like, Drox himself is actually, I think Brett said him to have been from, like, a century after the rising. And, like, they just had an adventure where they met up, where they chased down um, Killer and Nightwing, which is technically set, like, ten years before the main campaign. So, people from Fjorbs can basically be sent to any time, and they're not always certain what time they're in. Okay. That's why Gunner is a little unsure of, like, how long it's been since he's seen Chris. Right. Because well, he, he, he sussed that out very well. Yeah, because he, <laughs> he... I would say for... In my head canon for Gunner, he has left... He's been with Fjorbs for like a half a year, at least. And he probably left Felonall easily two years ago. So so for him, it's been like two over two years since he's last saw Chris. But Chris, it's probably been, yeah, six months or so. Sorry, I know I derailed this a little bit there. That's fine. No, it's fun. It's fun to talk about Fjorbs in audio content. <laughs> Even though whenever this might be put out, we could be like months further in Fjorbs. Or be done with Fjorbs for all we know. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Alright, you you see the tree. Yes. So... Or, or you see or you see a <laughs> tree. You see a taller tree. I'm you not saying it, it it's <laughs> not it might not be the tree, but it is yeah. a taller tree. Uh <laughs> Oh, while while they're walking and uh, Gunner and Chris are, you know, chatting with each other, Asteria is just going to stop walking. My perception was really bad. I don't think Chris notices. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't think Gunner and Chris notice at first because, like, Rasp stops with Asteria and he looks mm-hmm. where she's looking. But Gunner and Chris keep walking for, like, another dozen or two dozen yards. How, uh, yeah, I was going to say, how... What direction is this tree? To the right? To the left? In front of us? Take it back now, (laughs) y'all. I must have missed that. I apologize. I didn't really give a... You know, I'm more abstract than that. It's in a general direction ahead of you. Um. (laughs) Okay. We'll say that uh, Asteria is, like, looking to the right a little bit. And Chris and Gunnar get pretty far ahead and she finally she doesn't yell she just says I found a big tree hmm. Gunner stops and turns Asteria's oh. pointing at it he looks at her and then looks back oh look she found the tree Chris isn't that great Asteria walks up I found a tree um, well, I mean, I found a tree over there, and he points to, like, a random tree on the side. But that looks like it could be the tall tree that they were talking about. Is I mean, it's a maple. 
It's a tall maple. I mean, hopefully it's a maple. I mean, you guys haven't rolled a natural roll to see if you know uh, if it's a maple or Chris, not. Chris is going to fly up to the tree. Nostaria <laughs> <laughs> will follow. I'll roll nature. Okay. I mean, if yeah, why not? Let's see if you know if it's a maple tree or not. If I'm... not, she's about to spew some nonsense with authority, and it's going to be great. I rolled as well. It's... I got a 17, so I'll wait for you. <laughs> That's a four plus four eight. <laughs> a negative one for Asteria to get a seventeen, and a plus four to get an eight for Chris, who has lived in a forest her entire life, um, and is fa- and is a fairy and has proficiency in nature. Yeah. Um, by the way, I learned a super cool word that describes the process of like playing anything in which you roll dice, or a dice roll determines the the events of something, and it's aleatoric. Oh my. I'm going to need to see something, that written out. If something has an aleatoric or an aleatory nature, it is it involves the rolling of dice. Hmm. Hmm. That's interesting to know. I don't think I would ever know how to use that in a sentence. Such as the nature of aleatoric games is, why, is what it brought to mind with you having a negative one and me having a plus four. You just happened to... The nature of dice rolling games. Oh, that's okay. easy. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm a little bit of a vocab nerd. I love learning new words. I love <laughs> learning new words. I just can't retain them. Yeah. I have an entire pin board on Pinterest for words and language, but getting me to remember it is just not going to happen. It's the curse oh, of Jackie. the depression brain. There was something I saw on Tumblr where I... I didn't send it to you guys, but I thought about it, where you can download an app that lets you talk in French to old French people. Like, it's, like, just, like, uh, voice calls and stuff, where you can talk to an old French person to practice your French. And it's just, like, 90-year-old French people who just, you know, they're not really doing anything else, and they just wanted to have Aww. someone to talk to. But then uh, I thought of you because someone said, oh, there's a Japanese version of this as well. Ooh. And I... And I know you had mentioned some interest uh, in Japanese, so. Yeah, I took it in high school and on and off. I study it every now and then, but I haven't been consistent enough to remember any of what I learned. I mean, I know how to read and write hiragana and katakana, and that's about it. (laughs) Well, that's cool, though. That's like me with French. I mean, I've taken it in school, but I can never maintain a consistent type of learning with it and german too i know some german (laughs) and both those languages i've practiced on like different apps and i just never stick with it so i took four years german in high school and um summer after my senior year me and my parents along with several other members of the german class went to germany um a stopover in austria spent three days in italy spent Mm. a couple of days in switzerland and back to germany and I probably couldn't say more than three or four sentences in German now. <laughs> yeah, I, I love it's a, German. It's a shame. I, I really enjoyed uh, my German classes. Yeah. Yeah, I, I took one German class in college, and that was just for the heck of it. It was like a culture class, so we learned some language, but it was a lot of culture stuff. And that was mostly because I'm like, well, I'm going to go to Germany this year, so I might as well learn some stuff about it. And I really mm-hmm. enjoyed it. So, but anyways, um, 
now that Carson has completely derailed us. Thanks, yep. Carson. <laughs> I'm really good at that. Pretty sure Brett and I have the most ADHD out of the group, but I'm pretty sure you derail us more with interesting facts. Um, <laughs> uh, I heard the air quotes around interesting there, too. <laughs> no, no, no air quotes around interesting. Yeah, I already don't remember what word you said. Like I said, I need to see it to remember. I'm a visual learner. Check the group thread. Uh, so much work, oh, yeah. though. Oh, this see, I checked. I checked the group red group thread and saw Brett saying, "I'm ready." Did y'all wait on me? Not. Oh, is he coming? Is he joining? I, I doubt it. Oh. <laughs> just let just let him play Gunner. Oh, that's true. <laughs> Let's see if he actually does. Um. All right, so you guys walk to the tree. Um. You, uh, Chris. I don't. It, it's a fucking 5 DC. Yeah, you know it's a maple tree. Um, <laughs> maple it's, trees. Maple it's tre- a maple tree. Yeah, anybody who's ever like learned anything about trees can tell a maple tree. It's like the one easiest tree to learn. Mm-hmm. Oh, the leaf has five points. Oh, it looks like this. Oh, the syrup tastes good. Cool. Um, if you have... if <laughs> At least in this world, if you know the Canadian flag, you know the maple leaf. Anyways. Um, oh. Uh-huh. He lied to us. <laughs> not even close, baby. No, I do not keep, even close, baby. I do want to keep these Thursday sessions a little bit shorter, but... We'll see how this goes. This this one I, sh- you know my one shots are never one shots. It's not a so. one shot, yeah. <laughs> I am fully convinced that there's no such thing as a one shot. <laughs> well, uh, when people say there's one Gundam shots was. Yeah, Gundam was, but that was like very purposeful. Yeah. Like you guys are gonna get in combat. Like you can't RIP okay. Gundam. In my opinion, uh, when people say, Oh yeah, I ran a one shot, it's usually because they also ran a six hour session. And that's a one shot. Yeah. Mm, okay. Yeah, that makes sense. That's that stereotypical D and D. Oh yeah, we get together on a Saturday and play from twelve o'clock in the afternoon till twelve o'clock at night. Yeah, that's not a that's not realistic in this day and age. Um, I'm <laughs> I'm just saying there better be an intermission because I cannot. It, it, it yeah. is mentally exhausting to stay in character. <laughs> we were, I mean, we were in Kentucky for what two and a half days, and we didn't even play D and D that much. Like we probably uh, played like four uh, hours total. We we definitely played more Stormlight. Yeah, that was a lot of fun though. All right, all right, all right. Back on topic. Back on topic. Back on maple topic. tree. You guys walk up to the maple tree, and it's just there's a tree. What do you do? Um, I want to give Chris uh, pulls out her tambourine and um, you know, shakes out a beat and gives Asteria uh, bardic inspiration. So, Jackie, um, you, whenever you make an ability check or a skill check, after you roll the dice, if you want it to be for the next, I think it's half hour, maybe hour. um, No, I think it may actually just be 10 minutes. um, You can actually roll a D8 on top of it after you find out what you rolled and add that to it as well. Oh, okay. This is for ability checks? Yes. Okay. I just never get a chance to use it, but I just wanted to use it. <laughs> maybe it'll come. Maybe it'll come in handy. <laughs> All right. Uh, 
is there anything around the I tree? I will in investigate. Yeah. Yeah. Or somebody who is better at that than me will. <laughs> okay, roll investigation. I guess I'll let um, what's-his-face roll, too. Probably a good idea, because my investigation is negative one. Oh, my God. That's a, that's a four minus one, three? And, that's and, a four. No, that's me. That's a, four minus one is three for me. Oh, and, I'm sorry. It's a three, uh, three plus one. It's a three plus one, four for me. <laughs> uh, that's, my, that's my bad. <laughs> You're good. God. Probably I'll, not worth using the old bardic inspiration. Yeah, I was like, oh, that's not going to help at all. All I have for Gunner right now on his character sheet is his modifier for dexterity and intelligence and his weapon, basically. So, but he has a plus four to intelligence, so he rolled a 17 for investigation. Perfect. boy, Gunner. And this is when things start getting interesting. Gunner and the two of you are looking around the tree, and Asteria and Chris can't really find anything. And Rasp is, like, just kind of curled up watching you guys look, because he doesn't care. Um, <laughs> he's with he's with Gunner out of a life debt, and that's basically it. Um, <laughs> the rest of it, he just doesn't care. He'll keep Gunner alive, and that's it. Um, but Gunner also notices something... And like starts kind of pushing at some parts of the tree, and he push ends up pushing a knot in the tree in. And when he does that, a door slides open in like the roots of the tree, kind of like a trap door. And all of a sudden, you see that there's a tunnel leading down under the tree. The pit of despair. Yeah, I was definitely picturing that when I <laughs> said this. Uh <laughs> uh, can we check it out to see if there's any traps before we go in? Yeah, roll a trap check. What is that? I, I mean, I'm I feel like that's perception because that's like a sensory check. Perception's much better. So, sixteen. Yeah, it is for a trap can attempt a wisdom slash perception check against the trap's DC. So yeah, you're good. Okay, um, you don't think there's a trap there? No, story is gonna walk walk down. All right, a spike flies out of the air and hits you. No, I'm kidding. Uh <laughs> Chris, Chris has folded her wings back down onto her back, and she's going to follow. Uh, she has her chakrams in her hand, hands. And Gunner follows the two of you. Uh, he looks back at Rasp and goes, Hey, uh, if we're not back, what do you think, Asteria? If we're not back in, like, what, three hours, six hours, 12 hours? Hey, Rasp, if we're not back by tomorrow, uh, maybe go back to Fjorbs and let them know that we're, we might be dead. And Rasp, like, pokes his head up and goes, all right, I'll do that. And then, like, <laughs> puts his head back down. Did Chris hear that? Oh, yeah, Chris heard it. What? We're going to have a conversation later, she says to Rasp, and then she goes down. Gunner goes, oh, yeah, sorry. I, I, I mean, I didn't really want to let... It's one of those things. Rasp doesn't like people knowing, but he's actually a dragon. He just he had yeah. his he had his wings removed, not purposefully. It, they were torn off by a venator. It's probably best if we don't chit chat while going down here. Wouldn't want to tip off anyone. Oh yeah, I guess that's true. Chris's eyes get wide. She puts a finger to her lips and just nods. Um, Gunner 
I'm sending a picture of what I imagine her chakram to look like. It's more the one in, in the on the right. Which okay, I was gonna say which one are you sending it to? Because we're in, we have a chat in the Discord, and then you're <laughs> okay. Oh okay. shit, Hades two reveal, Ryan. Oh yes. Oh nice. Sorry, that is super exciting. That is exciting. I haven't played that in a while. Been too busy on <laughs> No Man's Sky and now Pokemon, of course. Um. Okay. You guys go down steps leading into a dark tunnel. Um, does Chris have dark vision? Do fairies have dark vision? I feel like she doesn't, but... I don't think so either. Every other race in fucking D&D has dark vision. I was very surprised to hear that. Yeah, I was like, wait, hold on. No, I do not. Gunner's human, right? Gunner's human, yeah, so he... Yeah, Gunner's human. Yeah, Gunner casts light on his quill. So his his rainbow inked quill starts to glow with a bright light. I think it sheds like 20 feet. Yeah, 20 foot radius of bright light and then another 20 feet of dim light. And it's just, you're walking down like a an angled slope down into this tunnel that just keeps going kind of, I would say it's not, hmm, what's the angle I'm thinking of? (laughs) It is a slight slope. Like it's just enough to make it awkward to walk down, but not enough for you to feel like you're going down, 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 down. Mm -hmm. What? Like 30 degrees. Maybe. Is that right? Maybe 10, 15. We'll go with a 10 degree. No, 15. That's fine. Whatever. I don't care. 180 degrees. Um. <laughs> All right, now. <laughs> heading heading down a slight incline. Yeah, just a slight or incline. Decline. Decline, I guess. Decline, incline. Words. Um, <laughs> descriptions. <laughs> is it like, is it like dirt? Yeah. It's, or is it- it's dirt. There's tree roots, like you can see in the ceiling above you. Kind of like shooting out and into the walls and everything. It almost looks like their roots are keeping this this tunnel up more than anything else. But it definitely looks hand-carved. Not a natural thing. And then you come to kind of an opening. And it opens up to a... I mean, like... A 200 square foot room. It's... Wow. What is that? 20 by 10? That's it? Right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, you're right. Mm-hmm. I was going to say. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, you're right. I was going to say, it's not a. I don't think it's a wow. Um, <laughs> wow, it's so small. Yeah, Plus I was just going to say, wow, so tiny. <laughs> it's like a bedroom size. I mean, it's not a big room. But it, it does open up from this small. Like, you, were, you weren't able to walk side by side down this decline. It was. You had to walk in a row and then it opens up wide enough that you can kind of stand around and look and you see three tunnels shooting out from different angles away from where you just entered is there anything indicating one of them was recently used or uh use investigation my investigation is so bad mine is too come on miss the dice don't you miss Haskell? <laughs> <laughs> That's a one. 
Roll the two minus one. Gunner, where do we go next? I was gonna say Gunner's gonna Gunner's gonna look around and roll investigation. Chris rolled a nine plus one ten. And Gunner rolled a six plus six twelve. Um Oh no, it should be a seven. Yeah, seven because he has proficiency. Um He looks around. It's a thirteen. And he like looks at one path and goes, well, it doesn't look like anything's touched this path in a long, long time. And he looks at the other two and, uh, both of these, I would think, hmm, and he makes a few notes in his notebook and then, like, looks left and then right and goes, it could be either one of these. I don't know. Uh, Asteria, uh, you're a little bit more, how do I say, um, you're a little bit more comfortable in the underground and know it a little bit better. You wouldn't happen to know, like, have, like, some sort of special senses. And he cocks his head to the side. I've never met a Shade Kai, so I don't know if you have, like, underground sense. Um, this is out of character. I don't have anything written, so I'm going to say that that's a no. Yeah, I was going to say, I, I highly okay. doubt. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so in that case, Asteria just stares at him. <laughs> okay, I, well, I, I, I didn't think so. I just I, I just wanted to be sure, and you know, I... And he looks at, like, Chris, you don't have any, like, guiding spells, do you? Because I... Oh, wait, maybe I do. Hold on, let me check <gasps> Hold my spells. Hold on spell a second. Li- Hold on a second. Hold on a second. <laughs> okay, hold. I gotta look up a spell because I don't know what this spell is. Uh, I apologize. You're fine. Because I read this before and I almost forgot again. And I'm glad that I remembered. Gunner looks around and goes, I can is, speak with plants if there were any here. Um, is this book familiar to Asteria? Make a history roll for me. Oh, son of a bitch. <laughs> Mr. Dice, please. Okay, that's a 17. Please. Please. Yeah, I would say Hysteria knows of the book, might be familiar with it a little bit. Amazing. Okay, um, she is going to pull out her black rose rapier and cast locate object to find the book so if it's within a hundred feet of her she knows that it's there and if it's in motion she knows what direction it's moving hundred feet a thousand (laughs) that was a big jump um (laughs) it's a tens based number system get used to it a thousand feet Trying to decide how far that is and how far I'm going to make you guys go for this. <laughs> you get a slight sense that you can like feel the direction it is in. Okay. And that's what I'll give you. <laughs> so you can, yeah, you, you can like figure, oh, it's, you like, you put out your little your your sword and go. I think it's this way and go. Well, you don't say that because Asteria wouldn't say that. But like the left, <laughs> to the left. Yes, to the left. 
Okay, Asteria is going to walk down the tunnel to the left then. Slide to the left. Slide Chris follows. Left. I'll be Chris right follows. back. I need to use my inhaler real quick. He is. <laughs> oh, it's not even worth getting on social media. I just lose faith in humanity every time. Yeah, same here. Slide to the left. Slide to the right. Too hot. To the this left, time. indeed. Okay. All right. So you go down to the tunnel to the left. You travel, then you travel for hundreds of feet. And then, there's a door. Out of the corner of your eye, you see him. Shia LaBeouf. Um, Gosh, that's the, the best. That's <laughs> truly incredible. <laughs> there's a black door. It has silver webbing spread through it, like a crystal that... It starts at the center... And webs outward in all directions until it reaches the wall. And then you see it kind of web out into the wall a little bit. And as you look at it, the light from Gunner's quill reflecting off it. Asteria, you know what this is. And you know that the book you are looking for is through this door. And it is a door into Erewhon. Oh, great. there's no doorknob but you would know how to open it okay and you step yeah sorry go ahead i was gonna say do you do you go to open it no okay gunner looks at you and goes what what what's this what sorry i think chris is like kind of pressed up against it like examining it like it's fantastic work. <laughs> How do they make this? Who made this? We are like, not equipped what? to go into this door. Why is there a door under a tree? What's Fjords? going on? We need to go. You want to go back to Fjords? But the book's through here. Didn't you say the book's through here? We're not going through here. Uh, what's through here? You know what's through here? It's Erewhon. Oh. Oh. Her sprinkles her nose. Arrow one, arrow one. Uh, she, she looks at Asteria questioningly. It is unwise for us to go in this door. You don't think we can? We can handle it. We got to get this book. I don't know if Drox is going to accept us just returning without it. You take things very seriously. If you don't think we should go through there, it makes me a little nervous. That's true. Erewhon is not a safe place. But you're... It is easy to get lost in. That's what I was always told about humans growing up. You're from there. Wouldn't you be able to help us get through? Like, keep us safe? Yes, but if I lose you... Mm. Yeah, I can't see in the dark, so I feel like it would be really bad for me to go into tunnels. I can't babysit you and find the book at the same time. Well, you think we need to go get reinforcements, then? I think that would be wise. (sighs) Maybe at least another one that can see in the dark. (sighs) I I hate to just turn around when we've come so far. 
but it might be the best decision. I was excited to have an adventure. It's always fun performing everything, but I don't know. I've always kind of wanted to do the adventure thing, too. Well, why don't you come back with us to Fjords, and then we can we can come back out there. I mean, you left a note for your, your traveling companion, right? I did. Yeah, so you could come along. You, yeah, that'd be good. We'll just go back and get, like, another helper, and then we can come go through here. Maybe Drox will come with us. You think that would be a good idea, Asteria? Drox is strong. Yeah, maybe that... Maybe... <laughs> Sorry. Maybe we should <laughs> that that new blade master. He would be a good <laughs> addition. <laughs> he is a good fighter, but oh, I don't think Christ, that he can no. see. Anything. <laughs> you don't want Laid? Uh, you don't want Laid, Carson? Uh, uh, no, I'm fine with Laid. I just don't want Laid when I'm playing Chris. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to <laughs> Why are all my guy friends afraid of coming across Laid when they're playing female PCs? Come on. Jeez, guys. Uh (laughs) Asteria thinks for a moment. Maybe if we gave Laid Nightliner. Ooh. Mm. Ooh, Nightliner. Yeah, I could... could, I think we have some, like... uh, Ganor probably has some in in his warehouse or whatever you want to call that. Storage area. Yes, I think that would be a good idea. He needs to go do something useful anyway. <laughs> so, let's I guess let's go back to let's go back to Fjords and then we'll recruit somebody. Maybe we should talk to Lillian and she could decide. <clears throat> this is a little bit disappointing though. Um well, I, at least it's an opportunity for you to show me Fjords? Oh, yeah. your, your guild? That's kind of cool. Oh, yeah, you'll love it there. Oh, I should introduce you to Mei Lin. Oh, that would be... I think she, you would get along with her very well. Yes. She would. Maybe we should just come back with those three. That would be a terrible idea. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> I, I, was, I was debating on whether I wanted to be mean or not. <laughs> But I think Asteria is just going to stay silent. Well, maybe, maybe you're right. Maybe, yeah, yeah. I, I, I can read your silence. Ah, <sighs> yeah. They're, they're too fresh. Those ghosts. All right, let's go back to Fjords and get some help. Hmm. I mean that that that's a decent stopping point. You guys head back I, to Fjords, yeah. and you guys just you travel trying to decide if i want to describe that now or not yeah I mean... do it describe <laughs> it describe it i think it's actually very simple you guys turn around and you start walking back up the way you came and then gunner's light goes out for a second he's like what the f- the spell should still be going, and, like, you hear him muttering in the dark, and Asteria sees him and Chris, like, their figures in the dark, and then Asteria feels the shift, mm-hmm. and you step, and all of a sudden there's light, and Gunnar's like, wait, we're not, uh, and steps out of a- another tree, not the same tree, a different tree, a bigger tree, and you find yourself stepping out of the 
tree that it, the massive portal tree that is on the f- grounds of Fjorbs. And you walk out of there and walk down a little stone path and find yourself in front of a manor. And there's uh, a dozen people around just doing stuff. <laughs> just hanging about. Just hanging Having about. Having a good old time. You see a large Leonin and a mushroom folk sitting on the porch of Fjorbs having a smoke. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and that's it. We'll call it there. It'd be fun because I actually kind of want it to be Drox or even Alexander. So uh, so yeah. Brett Brett gets to play one of his his uh, Fjorbs characters. Yeah. Does Drox have dark vision? I do not know. I'll have to check. Drox is, Drox is Leonin, right? Yes. Yeah. Surely cats cats have night vision, have dark vision. According to the wiki dot, Tabaxi don't. Yeah, that's what I was. That's why I was asking because I was like, "Oh, but Tabaxi don't," and I feel like that is good. super. That is super strange. Brett said that on D and D Beyond, Tabaxi do have dark vision, so I'm not sure what's true. Um, well, I mean, if D and D Beyond, that's technically the official, but I have to double check on that. Uh, Leonin do have dark vision, so oh, okay. And Alexander's fun. Alexander's human, so he wouldn't have dark vision. Chris, Chris <laughs> does have so a, much fun though. Chris does have the light cantrip, uh, but it's just 20 um, bright light and 20 dim light. And yeah. it kind of leaves you blind beyond that. So it should really kind of We're going to give her a, some nightlighter so she can. Yeah, that was what Gunner was using. So. Uh... That was. Uh, I, uh, this was interesting because originally it was just going to be you guys trying to find this guy and maybe finding him and getting in a fight. And then I was like, well, I'm going to roll on the random encounter table just to see if, like, I can get a random encounter for them, like a fight mm-hmm. or something. Yeah, Crystal has never gotten into combat. Yeah, still hasn't. And I literally oh, rolled... Damn it. I, I rolled on my random encounter table the D20, and then that sent me to my second table, and I rolled a 78, which the encounter is, find a small cave at the base of a large tree that leads to a number of tunnels. And it, underneath that, it, I have under dark encounter because we hadn't come up with arrow one when I wrote oh, this yeah. thing out. And I was like, oh, so this is almost perfect because uh, <laughs> it's hysteria. Mm-hmm. So that was perfect, actually. Yeah. So and this opens us up to running a second session with this and having Brett involved. So, yeah, <sighs> not Hell where yeah. I not where I plan to go. I thought it was fun, though. Sorry, Look, Carson. I'm... I didn't mean to block you from some combat. <laughs> oh no, it's no, it's perfectly like I said. Chris is kind of a non-combatant anyway. I'm sitting here looking over. Like I've chosen spells. Like none of my spells do damage. They all, <laughs> they all distract or mm-hmm. uh, charm. Which I mean, or... having a, a stereo as a monk, and then if we get Drox as a barbarian, that's going to be beautiful support. Mm-hmm. I I do have command, so I can like if somebody fails a wisdom check, and my my uh, spell save DC is actually sixteen, so it's pretty high up there. Um, but uh, I have command, and um, if they fail it, I can issue them a one word command, and they have to follow it. And I can say grovel, and they will hit their knees and end their turn, yeah, uh, or or miss their next turn, and then like you could just walk up and wax them, like yeah. Zane has that. Oh, it's such a good spell. That's amazing. Uh, I can actually do it through my uh, College of Glamour subclass. I can actually do it. 
I saw, uh, I as saw. A, to a, an entire group of people as a feature. And if it fails, uh, they don't know I tried to charm them, which is almost unique yeah. amongst charming spells. I, yeah. I, I saw a meme on one of the D&D reddits the other day about... Uh, uh, casting the spell command, but you're a German speaker, so you you know, you know the German one word that can actually mean like an entire sentence type thing. Uh, <laughs> oh, that's crazy. Yeah. Adventuring Dimwits and Hyperactive Dragons is brought to you by a bunch of friends who decided to record their sessions just for the heck of it. Check out our Facebook and Tumblr at Adventuring Dimwits. To check out more of the world and our text-based adventures, join our Discord server. The link is in the episode description. Music provided by Parker Hyde, and I'm Orion, the DM. Catch you later!